0: Hello, HR professionals. Good news. This episode of the Cool Leaf Podcast is valid for 0.5 professional development credits towards SHRM CP, SHRM SCP, and HRCI recertification. Stay tuned to access your certification code.
1: Part of this great resignation and people leaving for opportunities has forced us to be much more transparent about things like succession planning. Are you on a list? Are you not on a list? If you're not on the list, why not? If you are on the list, what is it we're doing to develop you to get you there? Is there a lateral move that you could do that would help prepare you for the future? People tend to stay if they can see some forward momentum. They know the organization's invested in them, and they'll invest in the organization.
0: Welcome to The Great Retention, a show spotlighting executive leaders who have built award-winning cultures where people feel empowered, seen, and recognized.
2: In today's episode, John Duisburg sits down with Brenda Leadley, Senior Vice President and Head of HR Americas at Alon's Global Corporate and Specialty a global corporate insurance and risk consultancy group that provides insurance solutions for a wide range of commercial, corporate, and specialty risks across the globe. Brenda and John talk about building positive culture, remote work experience, and its impact on connection, as well as the impact of the Great Resignation for leaders. Let's jump into the conversation with Brenda Leadley. Over to you, John. Brenda, thank you so much for joining us uh, today on The Great Retention. It is so good
1: to have you. Thanks for having me, John.
2: Happy to be here. Absolutely. And um, so, you know, just a little background on The Great Retention, right? We are 100% focused on sharing stories of these Mm -hmm. things that purpose-driven leaders are doing to help elevate the employee experience and Um, So I'm really excited just to pick your brain and and just just learn. Um, And the goal, right, is that we're going to be able to share with other leaders uh, lessons that you found um, to be helpful for your team and um, and uh, just just those insights. But maybe let's start by, uh, if you don't mind, just give us a quick intro. Uh, for 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 your role, but also just AGCS as as a whole as a business. You know what is that landscape? I know it's a very large organization, global organization. But give us that that flyover, um, if if that's okay.
1: Sure. So uh, AGCS Allianz Global Corporate and Specialties is a subsidiary of Allianz, our parent company. Allianz has about one hundred and fifty thousand employees globally. AGCS has about four thousand three hundred globally, and then North America, which I'm responsible for North America and Bermuda, we have about fourteen hundred employees and a g c s was set up in two thousand and six to serve the needs of international clients and specialist risks, so we handle commercial risks those specialist risks are things like aviation entertainment um We have, we're in 30 countries and we have a staff of some 80 nationalities globally and the gross net written premium, almost 50% of that is in North America and Bermuda. So although we're global, our region uh, provides most of the gross net written premium, a mouthful.
2: (laughs) No, that's great. And so, so around 1400 employees that, that is part of your, your organization, um, but much bigger global footprint. And, right. and so I'm, I'm just curious, I, I I'd love to just start here. Um, cause culture is so important. Um, what we hear mm-hmm. from, especially from younger demographics that, they they may not even apply or even go work for an organization if they don't feel aligned to that mission values. So tell us a little bit about you know what does the culture mean to you as a leader? What does it mean for your team? But also, how does that how is your culture influenced or is it by the the broader global uh, organization?
1: Right. So I think especially when you're global, culture is the glue that holds us together. And since we all have varied backgrounds and each country has their own market situation, their own profitability profile, their own competitive situation, even most of our products are pretty standardized, but there are some local differences. So I think the way to make us really feel like we're a one company organization, one team, is to make sure we have shared cultural values. And we embarked on a large cultural initiative. We we wanted to go move from our turnaround mode or transformation mode to making success a habit. And so we, we came up with this, what we call the play to win culture. And we did a survey, and almost 2,000 employees submitted feedback to the survey, so that was almost half. We also got input from our parent, where we have something called people attributes, and then our strategy had a transformation mindset, so we wanted to continue some of those mindset values as we went forward in this play-to-win culture. So we ended up with a cultural dimension or a cultural profile with nine dimensions. And I can tell you a little bit more about those if you're interested.
2: Yeah, well, so I, I do want to dive into this because um, I think it's important um, uh, you know, just also just given the the fact that you know now we have so many people that are working remote and hybrid, and you know you you bring someone new into the team, and what is your Values mean to that person, what does the culture mean to that person right that may not have exactly. been at the all hand meetings you know like we've done in the past, but I wanted to first go to you said the, a play to win culture um, and I've heard other leaders talk about building a winning culture um, but mm-hmm. tell me tell me where did that come from? what does that mean the play to win culture tell me if you don't mind let's I would love to unpack that a little bit more
1: sure I, I think we 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 had a new CEO start um, two to three years ago, three years ago, maybe around this time. And I think the, tra- the you know transformation journeys are challenging for everybody. And I think that as we were coming through that transformation journey, as we were building this new culture, it's like, well, what do we want to be? And how do we want to be perceived in the market? Are we giving our customers and brokers offers that are competitive? Where we are really in it to win it? And uh, I think that idea has changed people's attitudes. That yes, we we're on the winning team. We're in it to win it. And so this play to win sort of became the slogan, we've had play to win days, for instance, again, focusing on these nine values. Um, we had several of those in North America, one in the uh, one or two in the spring, and then in the summer, in the spring one, for instance, in New York, we packed uh, kits for children, underprivileged children. We did 300 kits. Then in the summer, the one we had was kind of a team building, photo safari, adventure activity. So, you know, trying to also inject some fun into the culture. Got it. Got it. Okay. Okay. So, so,
2: you know, there's new leadership, new CEO. Um, We have this transformation journey. Um, Part of that is this mindset of we want to build this play to win culture. You know, we're in it to exactly. win it and which I, which exactly. I like, I mean, people want to be part of a winning team. Right. Um, exactly. And and through this process so you define these nine values. Okay. Right. And it sounds like then there you're there's uh, different events and things that are happening to kind of bring those values to life and, and connect exactly. people around these values. Um, so one of the things I've heard other leaders share, that's just a challenge is, you know, going back to the remote, you know, hybrid side. So, how do you do that when you have a, a distributed team environment, right? And mm-hmm. so, you know, I think previously you shared around forty percent of employees are are remote or, or hybrid. So, tell us a little bit about that. How, are there things that you've found that have been effective to to mm-hmm. you know really kind of keep teams connected? Or are, are there any lessons learned that you can share? Because mm-hmm. I know this is a I know for us this is something I think about with our own team, right? Is how do we right. Make sure people feel connected and engaged um, when they're not, you know, around each other every day. Exactly.
1: Um, So I, I am lucky that I'm part of this bigger organization. And as we went through COVID, I mean, for North America, we were already used to working virtually. So I have 23 people on my team and 20 of them are in other locations. Only three are with me in New York. And it's been that way since I arrived five, six years ago. So for us, working virtually wasn't that different. But obviously, for say my German colleagues, they all worked in Munich. Then the pandemic hits and everyone works from home, and that's a completely new experience. So the global organization put together some toolkits for us on the culture. And they put together one sort of uh, for individuals on the cultural journey and then one for teams. And my team and I, for instance, we we did the workshop and we looked at those nine values and nine values, that, that's a lot, right? So, uh, you know, you can hardly remember three things, much less nine. So right. we we decided as a team, which one of those which of those cultural values we felt were most important in HR in North America? And then we drilled down and said, okay, what, what are the behaviors? What does that mean? So one of the values is trust. Well, what does that mean? Or ownership? What's an actual behavior? If you say you're going to do something, then do it. For instance, so we kind of defined those behaviors. We picked four of the cultural values in my team, but everybody was asked to do this workshop. <clears throat> so I think people kind of learned, okay, the value is a word on a page, but what does it mean to live it, and Got how it. does that support the play to win culture?
2: Yeah. So I like the, I like the idea of defining. Like the real world behaviors, you know what does this look like if I'm living mm-hmm. this out? Um, uh, what I've heard from i've what I've heard before, and it sounds uh, you know somewhat in the same kind of realm is is sharing stories about mm-hmm. you know what it means to have trust, you know with a customer or with a colleague. Um, because then it becomes real, right? When I hear about exactly. how this is actually lived out and, and it, cause I remember stories, I relate to stories. Um, so I like that about defining the behaviors. Um, and it sounds like, so, so the workshop, um, uh, was kind of like, you know, people talking through these behaviors, hands-on, mm-hmm. uh, and, and it sounds like everyone participated in the workshops. Exactly. And we had virtual
1: breakout rooms and, sure. um, So I I think that was a way for us to feel like we. it helped us to come together as one team and helped us feel like we are personally also supporting the journey, the play to win journey. The other thing that we did, I didn't do it, but Allianz Global, but we, we helped implement it, is they looked at Um, what they called wow moments, ways of working, the new ways of working, and they said, okay, we're going to do these bite-sized learning modules, and uh, some of those are mandatory. So, one was um, using technology, one was being part of a hybrid team, one was leading hybrid teams. So, I think those nine bite-sized modules also helped and uh, were backed up by some research, some surveys, inputs from employees on what is different and what do we need to do differently with people working in different places um, through the pandemic and afterwards, because of course now, you know, we're not back to normal yet.
2: So these wow moments—it sounds like a, a training and development curriculum, mm-hmm. if you will—and mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. so, so, so it sounds like there was there was actual, you know, training and development that was offered, or you know, someone a, a leader would go through, saying, "Hey, here, here are best practices for leading a virtual team." Um, exactly. Okay. Okay. No, that's 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 great. Um, because it's one thing it's one thing I guess to say, "Hey, everyone, we want you to." We want you to make sure engagement's strong, you know, with your, and then it's, well, go figure it out. Right. (laughs) And versus no, 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 here, here are some resources to actually assist and help that are aligned to our transformation, aligned to our values, aligned to our, our wow moments. So, okay. So that's interesting. So you took, there, there was the time and resources put in place to provide, um, you know, that support. Uh, for, for, for leaders and team members. So, so that, that, that's really interesting here. That's good. That's great. We,
1: we, we also, I was just a couple of the other ones were building relationships, staying well and healthy, growing yourself. So these nine were all things that um, we felt were really important. In working in a a new way of working, for instance, in this new hybrid environment, got it, got it.
2: yeah, yeah and and I know that this is you know it's it's something that um, from a leadership perspective, you know I kind of I kind of at, at a high level, I think of it as being able to communicate the why behind mm-hmm. why we do what we do, right? Okay. and and then being able to break that down into, okay, here's what this looks like um and and it sounds like you know that's essentially what you've done across these nine and then pick specific for your specific ones for your team um so it's that's super helpful Brenda. so i want to so okay so so now you've got this transformation you got these good things going on and then you've got some big trends that just throw curveballs at you okay so right um, not you know earlier this year a lot of people were talking about you know the great resignation you know people looking you know looking for a new role for whatever reason most recently the buzzword was around quiet quitting so maybe with you know uncertainty in the market hey i don't want to leave but i'm just gonna i'm gonna just kind of do the minimum right and so yeah so so, you know hey you've done all this work you know through this transformation and now you've got you know people leaving you know new roles Uh, you've got you know this quiet quitting so what's your experience been You know, is this something that you've kind of had to navigate? Are there certain lessons learned? Anything that you've done to be proactive on these, Mm
0: -hmm. on these
2: trends? I'd love to to get your insights here as well.
1: It's been tough. So our attrition went up each year of the pandemic, and it's almost double, almost double uh, with last year compared to pre-pandemic. So if I take my own team, I lost 20% of my team and great team members going on to better opportunities that I couldn't offer them. So, you know, when you have a team of 23, you only have a certain number of managers and certain number of positions for people to move up. So if others aren't leaving, there's no opportunity. So But what it did mean is that 25% of my team ended up in new positions. So I had an HRBP who became our benefits leader for North America, completely new, had never done anything like that before. I had another HR business partner who took on our compensation role for the region, never did that before. So it really opened up opportunities for people to try something completely new. It also helped me in terms of succession planning. And I think part of this great resignation and people leaving for opportunities has forced us to be much more transparent about things like succession planning. Are you on a list? Are you not on a list? If you're not on the list, why not? If you are on the list, what is it we're doing to develop you to get you there? Is there a lateral move that you could do that would help prepare you for the future? People tend to stay if they can see some forward momentum. They know the organization's invested in them and they'll invest in the organization. So we beefed up our learning and, oppor- our, our learning and development opportunities we beefed up our conversations about talent we made things much more transparent and people got additional opportunities to do new things now that also meant a bit of a burden because you can imagine someone brand new that requires a lot of effort for the manager and for peers to to kind of you know sure. help this person uh, be able to do the job, but it also I feel like injected uh, a feeling in the team of, wow, we have new ideas, you know, people are getting are being able to move into new roles. That's exciting for everybody.
2: Yeah, yeah, no, that's uh that's super interesting because it's easy to look at the Great Resignation, people leaving in, in a negative light, um, you know, someone's not, you know, they, they feel like there's a better opportunity and maybe there is. And, 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 you know, Hey, you know, the way I look mm-hmm. at it is I wish you the best, <laughs> you exactly. know, I, hopefully that the experience they've had working with our team has helped prepare them for this new opportunity. Um, exactly. But instead of just dwelling on the fact that someone is leaving, it's almost saying, Hey, now room is being made for someone to step up into a, into a new role that, um, is going to challenge them. It's going gr- to help them grow. Um, exactly. they're, like you said, they're going to bring new ideas, fresh perspective. And so, you know, it, 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 it there's two sides to this. And exactly. I think that is an interesting way to, to look at it. That being said, I do understand what you're saying about the, there, it, there's a strain on, on everyone getting people up to speed, right? Right. Uh, and, and that is, that is something to be, to be, to be mindful of as well. But, but I know I didn't look at it like that before, you know, the way you, you described it, Hey, these are actually opportunities for new people. Um, so I, I do, I do, I do like that. Um, that is, that is super helpful. Yeah. Great. Yeah. And, and, you know, and I guess, you know, Sabrina, this has been, you know, I, I love learning from other leaders um, who've. know just sharing about their real world experience right and Mm -hmm. um you know it's you know hey what do i do when i'm when i'm dealing with remote teams when i'm trying to you know keep people engaged and connected so i really appreciate you you know just kind of being an open book and and Mm -hmm. you know sharing with us um you know one of the goals with this podcast is for other leaders to be able to you know, just to, to be, to be better leaders, right. And to be purpose driven. And, and so as we wrap up um, our, our show today, are there any, you know, practical pieces of advice, any kind of key lessons learned that hopefully another leader who's listening today, they can take and just apply to their team. Is there anything right. that comes to mind that, that you can share that other leaders
1: can, can, can benefit from uh, right away? I mean, I do think culture, culture, culture is important, but I also think on a practical level, what does this more hybrid way of working really mean? And having those conversations in teams, um, for instance, we put in a no meeting Wednesday once a month. So, because there was research shown that it's exhausting to be on Zoom calls all day. And so, <laughs> and so you probably can speak to that yourself. So oh. um, very practical things like that. And I think people in general want more flexibility at work. They've now seen that we, we can still survive and make money and be profitable and have a nice working environment with more flexibility. So Allianz also now put in place a 25 days work from abroad. So you can work from any country, well, not North Korea, but you know, there's a list of countries that the major, vast majority of countries that people can work from 25 days a year. Beyond that, there's tax implications. So I think the organization you need to... Find more ways to be more flexible with employees, um, whether it's the benefit space, whether it's, you know, the working environment, like the No Meeting Wednesday. In, in benefits, we're doing lifestyle accounts uh, next year where we'll give employees $500 each. They can decide they want to use that for retirement planning or gym equipment or, you know, it, it, it's up to them. But I think that's what the pandemic has shown us is that people want that. They want more autonomy. They want more flexibility and they want to work for a company that cares about them and is looking out for their career, their well-being, And um, I think Allianz is that company.
2: No, that's awesome. Let me,
1: let me just, I'm going to,
2: um, repeat back what i heard which was super important um i think and you i'm learning too so thank you this is a really helpful uh you know just just for for me to be able to to gain these insights but um if 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 i'm a leader i'm looking at what our company you know what's the makeup of our company and how do we provide flexibility in a meaningful way for you and your team you have this huge global footprint that means enabling people to work from different countries around the world that they may have never had that opportunity before but now they do and that's exactly. that's really special that's really i mean that that could be a huge um, meaningful something special for for someone's life right um and yeah. so i think and, and because of you know just the global footprint that you have you're able to do that right and and then you provide that flexibility um, so I think that that's, so it's just me as a leader looking at my own organization makeup. Okay. What, what 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 does this look like? What Where can we interject flexibility, um, you know, for employees, um, you know, as a benefit. Um, and I think that that's, you know, that just goes beyond the whole comp and discussion, right? That's something right. You, um, that you right. all can offer, which I, I really like. And then the other, the other uh, thing that you mentioned earlier is. You know, people want to feel like there's there's opportunity in front in front of them. There's growth in front of them, right? And and um, you know, through the great resignation and people leaving, being more transparent around those paths, and you know, people stepping into new roles, um, again goes beyond the com- conversation. Is hey, there's growth opportunities in front of me, maybe from hey, a pack. different, a whole different country, <laughs> uh, perhaps. So. Um, those, are, those are great takeaways, Brenda. I, I, I appreciate uh, you, you sharing. And um, uh, we're going to continue to, you know, elevate uh, leaders who are doing wonderful things for their employees um, like you and your team. And, and really appreciate you sharing with us today on The Greater Retention. So thank you.
1: Thanks, John. It's been interesting. i like talking to you. Absolutely.
2: That wraps up another edition of The Great Retention. Thank you for joining us and being a leader who genuinely cares about recognizing and empowering the everyday hero in the team members around you. We are proud to support your leadership journey and grateful for your support of this podcast. If you haven't already, please rate the show on Apple Podcasts and share it with a friend. This helps us get this content in front of more aspiring people-first business leaders. If you'd like more perspectives on how to create exceptional cultures around award-winning talent, go to coolleaf.com and sign up for our newsletter to get them straight into your inbox two times per month. This podcast wouldn't be possible without the help from our production team at Chat with Leaders Media. Learn how you can launch your own podcast to grow your business at chatwithleaders.com. Thanks again for listening. Now go be people first leaders by celebrating and connecting your people today.
0: HR professionals, thanks for listening. As promised, this episode of the Cool Leaf podcast is valid for 0.5 professional development credits towards SHRM-CP, SHRM-SCP, and HRCI recertification. To claim your SHRM credit, please visit www.coolleaf.com/podcast/shrm. To claim your HRCI credit, please visit www.coolleaf.com/podcast/ Slash HRCI. Complete the three question form to receive your certification code. That's coolleaf.com slash podcast slash SHRM and coolleaf.com slash podcast slash HRCI.